0: Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Breaking Changes podcast. I'm your host and Chief Evangelist for Postman, Ken Lane. With Breaking Changes, we explore topics from the world of APIs, but through the lens of business and engineering leadership. Joining me today, we have Douglas Gubert, Tech Lead at Rocket Chat. Douglas reminded me of the diverse types of APIs that exist out there sharing Rocket Chat's approach to extending their open source messaging solution. And they left me thinking about what really matters to our API consumers when it comes to the APIs that we deliver. I like to start really simple, the basics. Who are you and, and what do you do?
1: All right. So uh, my name is Douglas Gubert. I am currently the tech lead for the Rocket Chat Apps Engine team. Uh, and, uh, we are working on, on the framework, the plugging framework for rocket chat. Um, I've been in the industry for like the past 10 years already, uh, doing web development and, uh, going from websites, e-commerce, this kind of stuff. And, uh, three years ago, I landed on, on the, on rocket chat to work, uh, primarily with, uh, like. Backend services and working on this kind of like a a more like a framework really like for for other people to to build upon it's been it's been a very exciting journey so far
0: yeah yeah it's a interesting journey and, and 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 approach what i what stood out to me is i would say it's um there's a little more to rocket chat than i think uh with other commercial services so how would you describe uh how rocket chat's different in 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 what you do than than what we can find with other chat bot automation kind of services
1: sure so uh rocket chat rocket chat we are on an, an open source uh chat platform and so uh what uh, what we differ from others and mostly like these big players like uh, uh, Slack and uh, Teams, Microsoft Teams, is really like the, the the possibility for the for our customers, our users to deploy uh, as a Self-service, right? So inside their own infrastructure, controlling all the data, whatever comes in the network, whatever goes out of the network, and uh, this is this data sovereignty is something that is really like uh, our core uh, preoccupation, let's say, uh, uh, recently, like something that we are focusing on uh, in order to, you know, uh, give back the control to to the the Communities or companies or whoever is, is running their chat platform. Uh, given that like chatting and it's something that, that is so sensitive to uh, to a team that that is working together, right? So uh, we really don't want to risk that uh, being accessible uh, outside of the of this application or outside of the the scope of our of our teams. So this is yeah. really like our big focus for now.
0: Yeah, I mean, so data sovereignty is, I think, a, a, an increasingly uh, important phrase for a lot of folks, whether it's, if you're in Germany, if you're in Canada, yeah, UK, well, there's there's a lot more. But you said control, and, and so in that context, it's control over my data, control over my conversations, what we're talking about, but you're also it's open source, so it's openly licensed, we can run it on-prem, another level of control. But then you also talked about kind of the scaffolding and framework to customize it and make it your own. So that that would be another level
1: of control, would you say? Exactly. Uh, This is, it it kind of like goes with the, uh, like the idea of making your custom workflows so like for, for for the framework we have mostly uh, not mostly but we have like two main main uh, ideas that we can leverage or enable with the framework. The first one is uh, empowering companies or, or whoever is using RocketChat to really develop a plugin what we call a, a RocketChat app that extends the the capabilities of the server or of of chat uh, to match their own workflow, right? So you will most likely be working with other platforms and uh, you'll most likely be talking about the progress that you see in other platforms in RocketChat. So what we want to do is make it easier for you to add uh, a bot, or not even a uh, maybe not even a bot, but more something more automated, like directly into into the server, like responding to file uploads, uh, responding to to specific messages, content uh, uh, content. It's not managing. I, f- I forget. I missed the word, but it's like uh, uh, when you're when you're like. Uh, uh, Kind of like controlling what kind of content this is important for communities just you know content mm-hmm. that is not safe for work to be shared um and uh this is like something that you can do now without having to dive deep into the rocket chat code base right and then having to make a a, a custom server, custom code that will get out of sync with our code base on uh, our open source code base. Uh, and, and this is like really about making it simple to really customize and, and, and see uh, uh, the, the tool working inside your workflow much more smoothly. So this is the first thing. The second one is really uh, the using a, our marketplace. To uh, distribute apps, these plugins, uh, to the wider community. So uh, we have, for instance, some apps that are for integrate with Giphy or integrate with uh, Tenor or other like um, other uh, 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 services like this. To uh, enhance your your experience with slash commands, being able to, to make it easier to share gifts, or um, uh, making it easier to integrate with Atlassian products is something that we have apps for that too. So it enables our community to use their own creativity to expand the the the, the experience uh, uh, that the other people can can have and distribute this. Either for free or uh, in, a, in a paid subscription or a, a model, and uh, to, to you know to, to reach uh, the wider uh, community that we have. Like I think less less I checked, it was like ten million servers at least uh, deployed as of uh, for currently. So uh, yeah, those, those are the two main. Uh, focus we have on the on the project
0: yeah what caught my attention is you know we had a brainstorming conversation after we first met and I'm always looking for the API yeah. story and I mean one I would say you have all the characteristics of, of, of an API but you chose deliberately for a, a, a high-performant in-memory uh, a pr- plug-in approach to extending the platform but for me, the actual API story here is is that how you approach that, but also the fact that I can now connect with a third party API to augment and add some uh, uh, capabilities to Rocket Chat. So for me, it was a multi-dimensional API story that I found pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, uh, it definitely like uh, it's one of the most unique uh, projects I've ever like worked on. So very yeah. interesting. Yeah.
0: So why? Talk to me a little bit more about the, the the architectural decisions making that went into the plugin framework because I think your experience and your vision it 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 just it seemed like something others can learn from when it comes to um, maybe not a chat app but any 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 type of implementation because I'm not a I'm not prescribing like web APIs are are the way to uh, do everything and i think a lot of people think that i like apis or any sort of extensibility and 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 standardized approach for how we allow for the extensibility of our applications our platforms so can you share a little bit about like why your architectural decisions that went into this
1: yeah uh so just like you mentioned we we kind of went into a uh, uh let's say a not not very common path uh when when we're Idealizing on the framework, which is that we run plugins inside the server, right? Uh, and so this is mainly because we wanted our on-premise uh, uh, clients and uh, users, uh, and even like the the ones that run air-gapped environments. So RocketChat not. Uh, communicating over the internet but only uh, in the private networks we wanted them to be able to do this uh, this uh, um, approach as well and use the 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 plugins Um, because for instance uh, on on larger environments what we have what we can have is uh, rocket chat running in the network Jira running uh, on-prem inside the same network uh, uh, Confluence and like other aspects, uh, other products from Atlassian, or for instance Jenkins, like other tooling uh, uh, platforms or, or products that are only like cons- uh, restricted to this scope of like private network. Nothing goes out, uh, uh, and everything is very really like. And if anything has to go out, is uh, very tightly controlled. And this enables us to do that because. We are not making you making the server send a request to an external uh, web uh, service that is running anywhere in the in the internet, right? Uh, Sending potentially sensitive information uh, such as messages, uh, such as files to the outer internet. All of this can be done. We can integrate RocketChat with Jira with Confluence with, with Jenkins uh, inside the same network uh, via the app inside uh, running inside the the, the the memory and the, the runtime of the server. Uh, this this does come with the with a, a lot of diff, different challenges um, but it we, we saw it as a, a really powerful way for us to to expand on, on the, the, the current experience for the product, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the, the dimensions of control we talked about earlier, I think really speak to that. And it's yeah. an interesting, uh, for me, view of the API landscape because in it's, I mean, op- operating on the web is, is very beneficial in a lot of ways. There's a lot of collaboration in real time. In today's world, I mean, there's just that's not always what you need to be doing, and you want you want that level of control locally. You want to have the flexibility of of uh, extending it and and getting people doing what they want to do. But that full tight control over what the network means is really important for a lot of a lot of companies. So when it comes to performance, what other what other considerations like what protocols wh- what does RocketChat chat use when it comes to a communication protocol?
1: Oh sure so uh, I think internally uh, when we're talking like communication between the RocketChat chat apps and the core product itself uh, mm-hmm. it's not really a uh, it's not really a protocol it's more like direct calls uh, what, of mm-hmm. what we call bridges. Uh, So, they they instantiate the code, uh, the app that is being loaded, and they, uh, via some sandboxing strategies, we interact with this code and we get a a return, right? And uh, so, this is really like happening uh, 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 in memory on the runtime, right? So, this is like what happens like most of the time when it comes to these... Uh, uh, framework to the plugin framework uh, something that is interesting to mention is uh, RocketChat is built on Meteor and so like communication that we see between client and server in order to you know keep the, con- the communication uh, uh, keeping the, uh, the messages like this real time connectivity via web sockets this is then controlled by DDP which is the Meteor's uh, own protocol to control these, uh, to like communicate between these server and client, and uh, and this is where a lot of the, its magic goes in because like it makes mm-hmm. like f- for a really smooth developing ex- developer experience in this um, in the platform. So uh, yeah, I think this is the the most different thing that we can uh, can mention. Other than that, uh, it's mostly, you know, HTTP uh, requests, uh, sending JSON data all over, all over the world <laughs> whenever we want to communicate mm-hmm. with others. I just recall one of the examples of one app we have, which is a uh, Clam AV, which is an antivirus um, server. And we actually connect to it in an app via this, this framework that we, we developed, uh, we connect to it directly via TCP. So, uh, this is something we have like many communities do uh, right now, which is you have a Rocket Chat server, a ClamAV server, and then uh, they ex- Rocket Chat passes all file uploads through this server to make sure like, there is no virus on that. The server does this verification on the binary contents of the file and then it it and then it says like okay this file is good or not like block this don't let it pass uh so yeah this is another cool thing yeah. we we could
0: achieve yeah well i think that's what kind of caught my attention um protocol wise because a lot of a lot of focus people have their blinders on when it comes to http and rest and and or, or just event-driven TCP and Kafka or WebSockets. And oh, yeah. so y'all you, you went with a pretty nice spread. I mean, I think the in-memory approach for the, the, the plugins is, is, is important because that's, that's some serious performance there. But then I think you, yeah. you, you intelligently used a, a, a variety of approaches that met, that met the need or the problem you were trying to solve, not writing the latest trend or whatever that you might see some, sometimes out in the space. Um, so with, with your marketplace, uh, your plugin marketplace, so I, I can make money. There's, uh, selling access to my plugins or is this just an open source plugin
1: marketplace? Nope. It is possible to make money. Definitely. Uh, right now we're kind of like, uh, uh, we, uh, it's not available like on the, on the get go. Like if you re- register for a developer or a publisher account. Uh, we need to make you. Uh, we need to enable this functionality for for publishers. But we usually like we have this. Uh, we have a quick conversation with them, like checking the app, checking like. We need uh, since it's going to be a paid app. We need to make sure there's going to be support. We need to make sure there's going to be like an issue tracker. Uh, the, we need to make sure like uh, privacy policies and the terms are like. Uh, you know, like a, a, a standard level uh, for us to accept this this entry on the on the marketplace, and then we we can uh, uh, allow this to to be published and accessible to our to our customer base. So yeah, monetization is possible.
0: <laughs> nice. So you you mentioned several times. You mentioned Jira. You mentioned your local Git. You know, you can do GitHub, GitLab, on-premise. Yeah. So you were mentioning pretty uh, developer toolchain kind of uh, solutions there. Do you see Rocket Chat as a as a pretty industrial-grade feedback loop mechanism for the software development lifecycle within the enterprise? Can it is, is that what you see a lot of?
1: I'm not sure. I follow, but uh, uh like you you mean like it being more focused on developer experience for now or well like
0: being used by people to as the backbone for how they develop software within the enterprise like this is how developers in an enterprise organization because you mentioned the jira integration so i'm assuming it's it's integrated with jira ticketing you mentioned git integration so it just felt like that it, it was a favorite of developers to kind of be that communication or feedback loop as part of their work.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is this happens uh, in a lot of our customers. Uh, I don't think it is more of the of the focus for the pro uh, the product itself and uh, the and the mm-hmm. framework. Uh, but it's more like these tools. They are they uh, are more like they are more. How can I say? Like they, they fit this use case a lot more, right? Than other, let's say, HR yeah. uh, applications that you might be using with your with your company, which is that the, the chances of this being uh, on prem is like I don't know, close to zero. Uh, but so like these heavy use cases where like uh, we kind of have like this more advanced setup. Then sure, it really like fits well with the rest of the two chain usually uh, employed on on software development uh, uh, industry. But it really is like coming on the uh, from the open source perspective, we have a lot of like other kind of software like HR, like uh, some kind of analytics, uh, uh, and and other tools that are not. Developer focused that are now being developed uh, on the open source world, so it would be possible as well for those to be integrated in this in this uh, private network scheme, right? And also, of course, for the um, it is possible to connect uh, via the internet to other applications, Uh, but just like all the other solutions out there that enable you to do right. But this is uh, since since it's something that is like the common uh, state for for other solutions as well. uh, I guess it's like less interesting to dive deep into.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Agreed. So regarding your roadmap, like what's, what's top of mind for y'all as far as building for the community for the next year to five years what's what's important
1: so uh one of the things we keep in mind we're keeping in mind now is uh making interaction with the ui more powerful right now our rocket chat apps they can interact with the ui to some extent they can pop up uh, they can open up models they can interact with the with the sidebars they can interact with uh, the messages, like putting specific actions in there. Uh, but we really want to like expand on that and like enable apps to put content uh, on on separate pages and uh, going over uh, to like maybe enabling some kind of iframe uh, integration to uh, allow them to show external content. Uh, with some context uh, provided by our 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 tool, so it's really like this is one of our our biggest focuses, which is like really m- making this experience more uh, customizable for the app, so that it can feel more native to the Rocket Chat experience itself, right? And um, yeah, this is this is one of the big the the, the, the coolest one, I think. And I think the second one that is cool to mention is we are looking like a lot for ways to improve our developer experience, uh, which is something that... Um, you know, it's really important to us. Like, not only not only do the community developers work uh, with our uh, uh, with our framework to make the the apps and extend the the functionalities, but we also do that uh, with some of our uh, own apps that we, we publish. And um, yeah, we're always looking to way into ways to to make our lives easier on that front. So. For instance, we we have an, a CLI tool that scaffolds out uh, your app, the the first app structure that you need, and it scaffolds out other uh, components that you might need. So if you want your app to have a slash command, you can scaffold that out. You can generate the the boilerplate via our CLI, and then customize the file later on. Uh, to, to your needs but having this you know it, it scaffolds out chew a structure of course it's a, you're able to customize that but like the we we have like our recommendation on how to do it and this this is like uh i felt personally on on other projects like starting a project with no structure like you don't know the the the, the best practices or or the how to approach that you can sometimes be a blocker so uh, this is like one of the things that uh, really we want to remove the blocking from like let's make it easier to to develop things and for 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 the app developers to really focus on features right this is I think <laughs> one of the of of maybe all frameworks that we see out there like don't, fo- don't uh, forget about the details, focus on the functionality, focus on the, mm-hmm. uh, on your features. And uh, it really like, we really uh, uh, feel it now that we're working on, on our framework ourselves, right? So, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a huge one too. Cause that's like the foundation for the vocabulary that they're going to use in, in, in the, in the, in the application and how they're going to communicate and the automation around that. So getting that right and not getting frustrated out of the, out of the gate is going to pay off big time down the road. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, so where, where do you go? Where do you go to stay up to speed on the latest tech in the, in the, in the space? How do you, how do you keep your knowledge fresh?
1: oh this is a good one i um uh, i actually uh i subscribed to a newsletter uh from x team company not mm-hmm. sure you heard about it Mm-mm. and no. uh yeah they're uh outsourcing company they have like a lot of developers uh, but like the, the the thing is that they they in their in their newsletter they uh they share a lot of articles on on things that they have found during the the whole team. Like I don't know, like, uh, uh, hundreds of developers. Like they found out and they want to highlight. It's um, it's a uh, weekly newsletter, and this it has been like a very good source for 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 me to like keep up with what's coming out new in the in the environment uh i think like latest latest thing i've i stumbled upon because of those, this new letter uh was a uh, it is a new framework from for Node.js, which is redwood sounds mm-hmm. cool i'm checking it out like we're always like checking it, checking out different frameworks to you know get inspired like okay mm-hmm. how do they solve this problem how can we adapt it bring it to the to the to the apps engine framework so that we can make uh, cooler stuff and etc. So So this has been a, a very important partner, I gotta say, on that front.
0: Yeah, no, that's exactly the type of sources I'm looking for. I, it's a regular question I ask folks because I'm always just intrigued by how we, we all get our knowledge and then sharing that among other folks, it makes it even more powerful. Um, one la- One last question for you. What, what's your cat's name that we saw in the back there for a little bit
1: <laughs> her name is ellie <laughs> ellie uh, Ellie. yeah i'm all... uh, inspired by oh. pocoyo <laughs> Ah, nice. it's a kid's cartoon <laughs>
0: yeah yeah well uh i'm always fascinated by people's animals um, especially in this this covid age that we live in or i wouldn't even say covid anymore but virtual zoom based uh age we live in everyone's animals coming in and out of the screen is a is a common one so um well i appreciate uh talking with you today i really enjoyed learning about what what you've all built i think it's pretty fascinating look at not just open source but you know the extensibility of it all the thought you all are putting into your developer experience Um, I think is just uh, a a good lesson to think about and learn from. So, I mean, like your newsletter, um, I mean, I think that hopefully this podcast for other folks um, helps them think through some interesting concepts. I appreciate you coming and sharing.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks again to Douglas for stopping by. You can find more on him on LinkedIn and you can visit rocket chat at rocket.chat. You can subscribe to the Breaking Changes podcast at postman.com slash events slash breaking dash changes. I'm your host, Ken Lane, and until next time, cheers.